0: Here I go again, similar bars and old friends, it's just my place for security, place I call friends like you and me, here I go again.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to the Patrick Lally Show podcast. We are recording live at the Full Circle Book Co-op in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls, the Best little city in America, as you know, because uh, you're listening to this show, and I say it every week. So thanks for being here. Um, We're going to have a great show for you today. Uh, I need to mention that the fine people here at the Full Circle Book Co-op, your conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe, they're good people. You need to stop down. It's 123 West 10th Street uh, in uh, downtown. And downtown right now is resplendent with the Christmas spirit. Uh, It really is it's just a lovely place to come and hang out for a little while it just makes you feel better about being a human being that's all i got to say about that uh and i also have to mention that this show is sponsored by our good friends at northview bait and tackle your home for live bait dead tackle propane propane accessories u-haul self-storage and high-end dog and cat food that's northview bait and tackle north kiwanis avenue just off russell stop in say hi to the the folks over there Tell them you listen to the Pat La- Patrick Lally Show podcast, and you're there for the free cat food. No, it's not free for you. Anyway, stop by. It's a good place. Um, uh, on our show today, I'm very excited. Uh, we're we're going to talk with uh, Jonathan Ellis, the finest investigative reporter working in South Dakota today, later in the program. But first, this is a two-guest show, people. This is uh, this is the big time. Uh, we've got Jason Noyes, who is uh, the owner operator, uh, all things at uh, what's up Sioux Falls. What's going on What's S- going on God, I you <laughs> What's going on Sioux com?
0: Yeah well it's actually funny because when I, when I made the site I thought what's the easiest way to remember the site and you know people type it into Google or something just type in what's going on Sioux Falls. The website's actually just the abbreviation wGosf.com. Right.
1: Well, thanks for coming anyway, Jason. No I'm problem. sorry I screwed that up. See, now okay. people will remember because I screwed it up. Yeah, yeah, I do that every time. I do that on purpose.
0: Any press is good press. Yeah, man.
1: that's right. So what's going on Sioux Falls, dot, what's going on Sioux Falls, or <laughs> com? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And, but the reason you're here is because, so what's going on Falls Falls.com, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Is is has been around now for several years mm-hmm. and it's your source for like all the events because there's no other place to get that now, right?
0: As far as I know, I mean I, I have seen other um sites out there similar, um, but I haven't seen any lately. Um and there there are some sites that you know will have certain events and then there's some that have other events, but I try and get most for entertaining. Yeah, um, kinda like I mean, I, I put on my about me page kind of a whole way of coming about the sites. Um, just it's mainly for a site that if you're looking to do something, you know, with your significant other mm-hmm. or even just with a group of buddies, mm-hmm. that's what the site is. I mean it, it's not gonna list everything that's going on in town, obviously. I mean there's there are some things in town that some people are like, Why is not on there? And it's like, right. well, it's kind of hard to pick and choose, but, you know, like music, entertainment, theater, stuff like that, sporting events, uh, for, for like the Storm and Stampede, I mean. I, it, yeah.
1: yeah, so it's not really events. Yeah. It's entertainment. Yes. And that's, I think, a, there's a very important distinction there, yep. because otherwise, you're putting in every bridge club and uh, AA meeting in Sioux Falls. Yep. And having run calendars in my life, I know what a pain in the arse that can be. Yep. Um, so... Good on you for doing it, Um, but people—they can upload their own things, right? I mean, how does that work?
0: No, actually, uh, you do all
1: the curating. I do it all. You Um, input
0: everything. Yes. Uh, See,
1: that's the best way to do a calendar, my (laughs) friends.
0: There there are very, very few um, because you know you, you can do some tricks when you're programming and stuff, and so like we can do some reoccurring events, and so I do know that there are some events out there you know, for example, Pave and Wiley's, they have DJs on Friday and Saturday, Thursday and Friday and Saturday nights. So you can do reoccurring events that way. But then like I go in and, and special events that only happen this week, you yeah, know, cool. I'll go ahead and, and enter. Um, I do have people reach out to me uh, either through Facebook or through my website. Um, and they'll say, hey, we have this such and such going on. So can you please add that? Yeah, or, that's and, awesome. And, like, and, and on, the, on the website, it's entertainment music and we also have uh, specials as well. And so we'll get a restaurant and say, hey, we have this going on on Tuesday nights. Please put that on our site, or Good. on your site. So so yeah, um, I, I do have some people reach out, but not, not much. It's me. No, and, and,
1: and I respect you for this, because again, having done calendars in my life, yeah. and going back all the way to the fabled Tempest magazine days, mm-hmm. where the only way to do this, and people think that you can automate it. They think that people will just put their stuff in no yeah. the only way to make a good calendar is to build it yourself
0: yes and i i don't want people you know ever to come to my site and be like you know well that's wrong or that that's dumb or something like that right. and be like well i didn't put it in and, and I, right. don't, I don't ever want to have that response and be like right. well i didn't do it because then people don't trust you yeah because i mean i have i made errors of course i've made errors before and you know when people say well this is not going on or this time's wrong it's like well i'm sorry you know i just i must have read it wrong or or whatever but you're gonna make mistakes that's and you're gonna do your (laughs) best to fix it yep yep
1: so is there a lot going on in Sioux falls jason oh there's plenty of going on
0: um yeah uh you know obviously the friday and saturday nights um are the are the most popular um but like tuesdays and thursdays they get pretty popular in town um and then obviously you know just picking and choosing of what's going on and and right now, you know, like all the plays are going on, and there's uh, there's not a lot of big concerts, like big popular names going on, but there's a lot of local artists that play every weekend um, at local establishments around here. So it's pretty cool.
1: Um, uh, so are people surprised when you tell them that what you do? Like, this isn't your full time job, we should say. Yeah, yeah. But you, they're like, really?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually don't tell a lot of people that Did it's you? me. Yeah. You don't. Know, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, not saying that I'm gonna, you know, have to, you know, get, you know, bodyguards for paparazzi or something like that. I mean, it's not like that. But I just, I don't tell people what I do that often. But when I do that, yeah, some people will say, "Yeah, I like that site. I bookmarked the site." And yeah, it's, it's very flattering. So how's the traffic? Traffic is pretty good. Um, you know, it's it's nowhere near, you know, the big. Big websites in, in Sioux Falls. but um, Who
1: are the big websites in oh, Sioux Falls? You mean like the news sites? That yes. Argus,
0: Argus and Kello and all those guys. Those, those guys rat are,
1: bastards. They, pro-
0: they probably get <laughs> fifty, hundred thousand 100,000 impressions a, mo- a day, for all I know. I mean, yeah. something like that. My, my That's web- reasonable. Yeah, my website, um, I'm getting about seven to 8,000 a month on um, the website. You didn't have to. No, that's, that's not bad. That's no, not, I mean, that's, that's unique visitors. Yes. Yeah. That's, that, no, that's not total impression. That's unique visitors. Oh, that's, then yeah. that's a pretty good yeah. number. Um, and, and I should have said that. Uh, that's but, okay. We just and, want to clarify. And the thing is, is actually Facebook is where I get the most views all the time. I mean, yeah. I average probably about 1500 uh, views per post. Cause I put a daily post out every yeah. day on Facebook. I get about 1500 views every day with that. Um, and that's how my site started. Um, I, I, Obviously made a website, Mm -hmm. but um, I did everything through Facebook. I did a little bit of advertising through Facebook, but not much. I didn't want to put a lot of money into it um, because I wasn't uh, making money off of it. And so I just, it was word of mouth.
1: Do you make any money now? I mean, you take, you have advertising, right?
0: uh, Right now, no. Um, So
1: you're not not taking any money for this? Correct. You're doing it solely because you're a good guy? I mean, what is your what is your drive here, man? That's a pain in the ass to do it for free.
0: It, it is. I mean, back when I worked at the Argus, I remember I planned a few uh, going-away parties, and uh, a former employee told me, you should do this for a living, and I thought nothing of it, and here I am, you know, 15, 20 years <laughs> later doing it. But, you know, I do have advertisement on the website, but there are friends who have helped me along the way. I and, see. And so I, I said, you know, in good faith, I'm going to do that next year. Yeah, I mean... I would definitely love to have paid advertisement on there. And, and it's one of those things where if it's you've like... Got,
1: you need traffic. Yeah. To, I mean, you have to demonstrate.
0: And that's why I haven't asked for a lot of paying, uh, paying advertisement. Because I want people to pay to advertise and actually get something. You know, I don't want them to put money into this and be like, you got me 10 visitors, you know, or something yeah, like that. Right. So I've been trying to build my audience before I go that route.
1: So can I get the uh, podcast on there? Clearly, I need help. Oh, yeah,
0: I can put it on there. I can share it as soon as I don't
1: have my it in my right. pocket. Yeah. Tuesdays, 530. I, I, I try to put, put
0: it in my pocket so I don't want to be, <laughs> dis- be distracted. So.
1: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jason Noyes, he's the uh, owner operator in all things. Just go help the guy out, all right, uh, <laughs> at uh, what's, go- what's Going On Sioux Falls. And you abbreviate that out. But if you Google What's Going On Sioux Falls, you're going to find it, right? Yep. Yes, that, and that's why. Okay. And that's the whole point of. I don't need to know the URL. Yeah, it's all right. URLs are dead, man.
0: Yeah, So I know. It, it's funny because, like I said, my Facebook page—it just that's where I get all my traffic. Yeah.
1: So find him on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of that crap.
0: I'm, I'm on that, but I don't use it
1: as all much. Right. So Facebook's a place to be. Yeah. All right, you got to go there. You got to like his page to find out everything that's going on in the Greater Sioux Falls metropolitan area that's worth going to. Yeah. All right. Don't be looking for the knitting group, okay? <laughs> this is actual entertainment. Yes. And uh,
0: I, 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 w- I would be in trouble if I don't mention one thing. Um, I, my wife. Oh, who, yeah, uh, Don't forget that. Because when we started this yeah. podcast, we were just dating. And that's what started this. Because yeah. we were like, well, what's, what should we do? And we lived on the west side of town. I'm like, you know what? Rookies at the time yeah. had a comedy club. I'm like, let's go there. Well, we pull up. Oh, they don't have comedy on this night. I'm like, ugh. I was like, so I asked her, what do you like? She's like, I like live music. Let's go to Latitude 44. Yep. Drove all the way over here. They didn't have a live band that day. And, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, there needs to be something. So that's when I started this website. And, and the content was just music and entertainment for the longest time. And then yeah. we recently added specials. But now my wife, who uh, is very talented, she, um, with, with help from uh, Pepper Entertainment, they uh, hook us up with some people that she can actually Also interview. a former
1: Argus Leader employee.
0: Jared, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's good, right. Yeah. I mean, the
1: the, the owner, the uh, founder, yep, also a former Argus. So yes, so there you go.
0: And uh, so the, they they've hooked us up with a couple of bands, The Descendants and Me Without You. She got to interview them. So oh, that's cool. Blog post. and then like we've been doing other blog posts. Like I have a blog post coming out this week where I'm basically prepping you for New Year's. So that people can get a head start on what to do on New Year's. I
1: just did one for Thanksgiving. That's good. So well, we got to get you some money. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'll, people, let's get Jason some money. I'll take it. I mean, that's fine. I mean, at least you could get some cat food out of the deal or something.
0: <laughs> well, a dog. I do have a little dog. You got a dog food? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Northview Bait and Tackle, the new sponsor. Uh, what's going <laughs> yes. on soon? Falls. Yeah. Take care of you. Perfect. The, the owner, you listens to the podcast, so I think you'll be okay. I'm good. Uh, Jason, thanks for being here. Ain't no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, We are going to cut into a little bit of my man Rich Show, recently inducted into the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we will be right back, and we're going to chat with Mr. Jonathan Ellis, the finest investigative reporter working in South Dakota today. We'll be right back. back on the Patrick Lally Show podcast you've been listening to the lovely tones of Mr. Rich Show uh, the recently inducted into the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Rich is kind enough to let us use his music here on the Patrick Lally Show podcast because we don't have rights to anything else and you know that's pretty much it Uh, but uh, he hasn't been inducted yet they haven't had the ceremony yet but they have announced that Rich is going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame so that's cool Um, But I want to uh, get very quickly to my guest today, my main guest, after that whatever was going on there earlier, uh, uh, Jonathan Ellis, the finest investigative reporter working today in South Dakota. Jonathan, thanks for being here.
2: Uh, Hey, I'm happy to uh, be here. As you know, the the pool of investigative reporters in South Dakota is about very, not very deep. (laughs) So, but thank you for the well, very kind introduction.
1: Don't we say that every reporter is an investigative reporter? Every
2: reporter should be an investigator. That's exactly, that's exactly right.
1: So, every in reporter. that, in that pool is you. Who else is in that pool?
2: Uh, Seth
1: Tupper. Would you, Seth, oh, is he still with the Rhapsody? Yeah,
2: Seth Tupper. Seth's a good reporter. I mean, again, every, every working journalist should yeah, probably consider themselves an investigative Some journalist. just
1: don't aspire to what they probably should
2: some have other interests I mean I suppose if you are somebody who more of a feature typewriter yeah uh, but feed, th- there
1: aren't any of those left are there
2: well pure time no there really aren't because the staffs don't exist to, the, the, the papers don't exist to actually support a feature staff anymore
1: wow it's crazy so everybody's
2: got to do a little bit of everything now
1: somebody asked me the other day uh, and you know if you don't know I used to work at the Argus leader and Jonathan works at the Argus leader um, how many people used to be there? And I don't know, or how many people are working in the whole building now. And it's got nothing, this has nothing to do with Gennady or the City or anything. It's just the state of the world. And I think at one point there were 300 people in that building. There weren't enough parking spots, I know that.
2: There were not enough parking spots. Um, when I started there, I covered City Hall, and there would obviously be times when you'd have night meetings, and so you'd show up a little bit later to work in the day, and there would be nowhere to park, and you'd end up getting parking tickets. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's changed uh, quite a bit. Now I have an entire parking lot to myself.
1: Ah, that's nice. Uh, well, actually, when I started there in 1998, um, uh, very shortly thereafter, they, the paper bought the old Seventh-day Adventist church, tore it down and put that parking lot across the street over there, and I came into work at 3 or 3.30 as a copy editor, and there, oftentimes I was parking on 9th Street.
2: That is, that is now my parking lot, yeah. which I share with some guys who work at Five Guys.
1: Because <laughs> the arm is the long arm since is, broken. Yeah, the arm is broken. So you just you park just... over there just so you yep. don't even have to think about it.
2: I'm just a creature. That's where i have always parked. <laughs> just a creature of habit.
1: It's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, the world has changed. So that's a good question for you, though. So you've been now a full-time daily, well, you've been a full-time investigative reporter since before you came here. How long have you been in the business now?
2: Um, I had my first job in journalism in
1: 1998. Yeah, so 20-some years.
2: Yeah, that was the magazine. That was a magazine. Um, I transitioned to uh, newspapers when my beautiful wife and I moved to uh, Denver so that she could uh, go continue her education, and I needed to find a new avenue in journalism, and so newspapers uh, was that avenue.
1: And you worked for a suburban...
2: What, yeah, I worked, what,
1: what group was it?
2: I worked. Well, I started with the Denver Business Journal, where I kind of got an internship as got my it. first newspaper job, and then from there I got a. Uh, uh, it was a um, Columbine uh, Courier, the Canyon Courier. It's called the Evergreen Newspaper Group. It was uh, it, it was four newspapers in Western. Uh, sort of metro Denver, and then into the mountains of Denver.
1: Oh, cool! And that was an enjoyable situation, right?
2: Oh yeah, it was. It was a wonderful job, except the commute. We lived on the east side of Denver, Ooh. so the commute was uh, was was pretty grueling. It's sure. even worse now. It, well, yeah, it's it's since since they legalized the pot and all and all the and all the all the young people moved in. Yeah, and they drive really slow, maybe because they're all stoned. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so trying to get somewhere, man, it's tough.
1: I was out there, it's been a year and a half now, uh, and I was just like, what has happened here? It's just... Blown up. It is, and it's really kind of unpleasant in some ways. Now, again, it's still Denver, it's still lovely. You know, there's a lot of great things about living there, but nobody can live in Boulder, right? I mean, no, nobody can afford to live in Boulder.
2: Well, I mean, that's an interesting um, you know, story about Boulder, um, and I want to say it was in the early... 1990s or late eight, 1980s. Um, I was still in high school. Boulder, the city council—they're they're notoriously politically liberal. Yep. Um, they were concerned about sprawl,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and so they passed an ordinance, uh, basically stopping growth within Boulder. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who, whose mother owned a home uh, on sort of the party that the, the up party area of, of University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. The value of her home automatically shot up mm-hmm. immensely. Um, she, she, it was just this little, I think it was a one bedroom, uh, bungalow that she then popped the top on, added two bedrooms yeah. upstairs and a bathroom. Just up the hill. From just the, up the hill. Yeah. I and, know that area is beautiful. So, yeah, it's beautiful. And so she, but I mean, so the value of the homes that in existing homeowners, all of a sudden their values of their home have gone up immensely. Um, you know, but then it, you had an issue then what happens with affordable housing? You, yeah. You created the, a problem. By artificially, uh, right. you created a problem with affordable housing. And now so. nobody
1: can live there. They have to live in Fort Collins and drive in.
2: I mean, it used to be, you know, you'd, you'd live in Longmont or something. I don't even think you can live there anymore. No. I mean, it's just getting, yeah. So Yeah, so
1: it's, it's, I don't know how we got on that. But you grew up in Denver, and you were working there. And so you ended up coming here. When did you start at the Argus Leader? Uh,
2: 2005.
1: Really, that late? Wow. And you said, as you said, you started covering City Hall. I, I do remember that. Yep. Uh, from the dim mists of history. Yep. Um, and did you, uh, did you enjoy City Hall? I did, yeah. I don't remember why we pulled you off it. Just to work projects? Uh, no.
2: Initially, it was to help cover the legislature at times. Oh, well, um, that shit show. In two, yeah, in 2008. Um, I mean, this was why it was a great opportunity for me to come to the artist Theater because I was also inter- you know, I'd interviewed both at the Rocky Mountain News, now God rest her soul, yeah. and uh, the Denver Post. And my wife, who's from Sioux Falls, really wanted to get back here, and she kind of had seen that the Argus leader was hiring, and, yeah. and strongly recommended that I that I apply. <laughs> um, so we ended up here, and uh, but it was it was a great place for me to be because in 2008, I had the, the good fortune of you know being pulled off the city beat to cover the presidential election, yeah, um, which because was, it,
1: it just kind of blew up on us,
2: yeah, it blew up on us, and so. Had I been working at the Denver Post, do you think they would have given a right. somebody who'd been there less than two years, you know? Oh, hey, go cover the go, go sit down with Barack Obama yep. and Hillary Clinton, and yeah, you know, so it was and, a, it was a great opportunity.
1: Uh, that's true. It was it was a short window, but a lot of stuff happened, including huge news when we had Hillary Clinton in for editorial, editorial board, board, and she said something about Robert Kennedy and blah blah blah, and ended up like the phones. I'll never forget it because it was being live streamed. Back when we live streamed that kind of thing, like an editorial board interview, yeah, and she said whatever it was she said if Robert Kennedy would have lived, I can't. well, the question
2: was, and I, if I'm paraphrasing, but the question yeah. was, you know, why are you still in this race? You yeah. can't win it, blah blah blah. That's right. And she said, well, we all remember races used to go later into mm-hmm. into June. You, we all remember that Robert F. Kennedy was shot in June and that got twisted by cable television. And after and that event- the New event, York Post. Yeah, after that event, you know, they, they, they turned that, in, that little comment into a Hillary Clinton is hoping Obama gets so, you know, assassinated and that's why yeah. she's staying in the race. I mean, it was really, it was really But it uh, went from
1: zero to a million miles an hour. Yes. I mean, before you, the editorial board was done and we were, we were getting phone calls in the newsroom, like, can we get that, can we get that, can we get that, how can we get that, how can we get that? What? <laughs> it yeah, was crazy. it blew
2: up for sure. So that
1: was a fun time for
0: you.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, that was a great opportunity, and again, for somebody who's barely been uh, at the paper, yeah. really. I mean, and what
1: people don't remember is that the reason it was such a big deal is because that Democratic nomination had... Gotten very, very close in our normal sleepy little primary, all of a sudden kind of mattered.
2: Yeah, it kind of mattered. I mean, and it was, I think at the end of the day, it was the last race that Hillary Clinton won Mm -hmm. um, in the nominating process. I think she may have won Puerto Rico after that. But I mean, in terms of like, you know, it's a state that counted. Mm -hmm. um, And so there was some significance there. I mean, Bill Clinton had done well here when he was a president. Mm -hmm. I think people remembered that he'd gone to visit Pine Ridge. And so you know, it was a significant, I think, victory for her. If you remember, Bill Clinton, Chelsea Clinton's put, you know, a lot of effort into winning this state in two thousand
1: eight. The the great uh, story that uh, Dave Granz, rest his soul, used to tell about Bill Clinton was um, on the night of the election. They had made the last stop of the campaign here, in 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 nineteen ninety six. In, in ninety six, right? Yep. And he was clearly going to win, but. He uh, they sat on the tarmac with the plane with Air Force One until the paper came off the press. Yep, and somebody ran papers out. I don't know how the papers got to them, brought them Argus leaders, and then they took off. Then they took off, yeah, it's a great story. Um, uh, so you're here now. I am. Uh, you've you've been what's it like again? We don't we're not here to slag on people, right? But it's got to be hard to be um, in the industry right now? What's it feel like?
2: You know, I would say that there's uh, always uncertainty. Uh, you don't know, I mean, especially the company I work for is merging with another company, yep. and so the, the repercussions of that have yet to be seen, or the benefits of thereof, I mean, And this I don't is know.
1: not a unique experience.
2: Not point. a unique experience. So, uh, you know, it's changed dramatically uh, even in the last 10 years. I mean. Um, the consolidation that has occurred, uh, you, the, the the nature of a newsroom has changed dramatically from what we remember it, the early days, mm-hmm. or less early days. Again, only a decade ago, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how rapidly things are changing. But uh, you would you would recall that probably sometime around four or five p.m. in the afternoon is that's often when the newspaper was very vibrant. There's lots of noise, lots of people in there. The copy desk would come mm-hmm. in, but well, they don't exist anymore. And right. so now. Yeah, you know, I mean it's 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 strange now when you know you can walk through the newsroom around six o'clock and it's almost like a nine to five job in a lot of ways. People are are gone now, yeah, you know, because the copy desks are now in a different city, uh, so they're working. So they're, that that co- that night crew that was there is not there. Mm-hmm. The sports desk doesn't exist. I mean, so the the vibrancy that used that we all loved in a newsroom doesn't exist anymore.
1: But your role still exists. Your mission still exists. Your purpose still exists. Do um, you get tired of people talking about? asking you the question i asked you which is it has an implied answer doesn't it really suck now or or is it, it are you just beyond that and it's like look i'm here i'm still doing this job let's do it
2: yeah i mean that that's exactly right we've got a job to do and uh, you know in some ways the job has gotten better <laughs> uh you know explain i mean so you remember you come in on a Friday, you've got a uh, Saturday paper to fill, you've got a Sunday paper to so fill, you've got a Monday paper to fill. You have all these holes you yep. have to fill. Yep. You know, you had to fill a certain quantity of of. You know, in the paper, mm-hmm. um, of course, you could lean on wire services, and you could lean on some places. But, but that was but, that was like abdicating. Right, you needed to produce local content, mm-hmm. and so coming in on Fridays were usually the worst day of the week <laughs> yeah. because of all the work you had to get done. Yeah, and now that's that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, as an editor, which I was for a long time, and being the person who had to put pegs in those holes, Fridays were nice. Yeah, Fridays. I mean,
2: are, that does. They're not now, though. No, I mean they're I, really not.
1: Easy Street. You yeah. guys are on Easy, easy.
2: Street. It, that, that's. I mean, so I don't want to you know paint the
1: picture. It's all <laughs> all gloom and doom because there right. are
2: there are some. I mean, as the, as it's evolved, I mean there are some there are some are positives.
1: You, you know? and I have talked about this before, and, and then we're going to get on to real news. But uh, what, like five years ago, maybe ten years ago, we're like afternoon paper. Now's the time. I I
2: still firmly believe that a company with as many newspapers uh, and as many markets, um, you know, again we've talked about this, the, the democracy, you know, the, 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 the Republic here is the, the lab for testing certain things, mm-hmm. the states are, and, and if you have, you know, hundreds of newspapers, you probably can put a put together a market where you would try the afternoon paper again, mm-hmm. sort of back to the future. Um, I, I think it would be more relevant in a lot of ways because people are Coming to work and they're they're getting news that happened in the day that maybe they didn't see while they were at work, mm-hmm. and they can. So I think that that makes the print edition of a paper possibly more relevant. I don't know. I'm not an expert in this industry, but I think that that's again, if I was uh, somebody who had a couple hundred papers, yeah, uh, I might carve out uh, some areas and just see what happens, you know, they some tr- some papers and see what happens in those markets.
1: They've tried um, riskier things. Um, Uh, I appreciate your perspective on that. I really do. Um, The the thing I want to talk to you about first, though, getting to the news, is today was Kermit Stagger's funeral. And I think it's important to take a moment, right, to sort of... Kermit, I think, in the later years, kind of became a caricature. Not by anything he did, but just the way people talked about him and looked at him. And... You know, we always talk about the disciples of Kermit, right? Should have a. That came up at
2: the funeral today. (laughs) (laughs) That was apparently one of the last smiles he got as he was in hospice, kind of drifting away.
1: You're kidding me. Somebody used that phrase?
2: Yes, yes. Bruce Danielson had mentioned that there were a lot of disciples of Kermit out there. Oh, that's good.
1: That warms my heart.
2: Kermit was kind of out of it, but uh, he did did get a little bit of a smile, and that was kind of apparently one of the last. reactions uh, they got before he actually passed
1: that's really awesome um you know but I, the thing i always have said if i i've told a hundred people this at least is if you really want to run for office go talk to kermit i don't care who you are right and people were like ah, kermit guy never he only lost one election i think and that was for mayor right He He
2: lost, yeah, he lost his initial election for the state Senate in the year in 1992 when the last year the Democrats actually won a majority. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah, I
1: remember that year. But,
2: you know, that was his first election. He came back the next year, next election cycle and won, and then, like you said, never lost again until he lost, you know, that citywide race.
1: And do you think that um, the good citizens of that legislative district or the city as a whole when he was a counselor... um, what percentage of people actually had a felt like Kermit represented them philosophically? I was 25 percent, maybe. Right. I mean, he was he was uh, a purist, as as anti sort of big anti big government, small government, low taxes, almost libertarian, but conservative, very conservative guy. Hardly anybody would just agree with him straight up, but they voted for him. And why did they vote for him? Because he showed up.
2: He showed up, yeah, I mean, so I think for, uh, you know, he was, a, he was a gentleman to begin with, and I th- political opponents, yep. everybody across the board agreed with that. Um, he showed up, he listened to concerns, yep. so he was service-oriented first. Yep, but that's
1: the lesson, right? right? That's the lesson.
2: Um, and, you know, he, he was honest about his, his philosophical, his, his political beliefs. Uh, but he was willing to engage with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a, he was a professor at a, university, you know, at a college here, and so mm-hmm. he obviously had a lot of experience doing that. So, yeah, the lesson is hard work. Um, for one thing, at the very least, um, if a constituent, you know, if, if you're not viewed as a service-oriented politician, which I think he generally was yep. a lot, it gets na- it's name recognition for you know, lower information voters. They recognize right. the name and they're like inclined to vote for it. You know? Yeah,
1: but he showed up at my door.
2: Oh yeah, you'd show up. I lived in that district. He showed
1: up at my door. Yeah. Nobody knocked on more doors than Kermit Staggers. And that is just lost. I think that is, I've seen, you know, we saw some of that this last cycle, I think, with some surprising candidates who won. And I think they won because they worked real hard, right? Um, somewhere, I don't know. It just. It seems to me there's a lot of people out there who want to run for legislature or whatever it is. We just want to ascend to the seat.
2: Well, yeah, I think a lot of them, hey, I got a Facebook page. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Facebook, go do your thing. Well, no, that's not the, yeah. No, but You know, obviously that's something that's a new tool in today's age, but you actually need to get out. and For these kinds of races, you need to get out and go and meet people.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, that used to be part of the fun of covering politics in terms of campaign politics was, you know, there were a lot of, I don't know, there was a lot of interaction, right? There were there were rallies, or there were just meetings, or there were events you would go to where people were interacting and talking. I, I never see that anymore. Right? I know it happens, but it's just like the notion of retail politics seems dead.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely um, evolved, and much as we're talking about media, politics has evolved with social media.
1: Yeah, social media sucks. That's why I got bad information. That, Nobody needs to know this, but I just—I got some bad information because of a social media feed. I was having a conversation with you on text, where you must have been thinking, "What the hell is he's—he's he's drunk?" That's what. No, he I thinking. was.
2: why well, I was thinking, was I drunk? Because what, <laughs> I'm like, i was... I know we've written something about this, but it seems like it's been a while.
1: I was referencing a year-old story. Yeah. That. For Some reason popped up, in your yeah. Feed. I'm like, yeah. whoa, look at this, this is pretty interesting. But I didn't take the time to like really pay attention to what it was like, when it was. I just read it. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, that's pretty yeah. cool. Anyway, it social media is ruining the world, that's all there is to it.
2: Uh, it's having some deleterious effects
1: on the world. I, no I say this that, as yeah. I'm about to post my podcast on uh, various networks, yeah.
2: I mean, and I, and I mean. The good stuff. I mean, I listen to some fun podcasts. I'm a big soccer fan, right? Yeah. So I listen to some soccer podcasts and stuff like, you know, content I never would have been able to get before. That's true. So
1: that's really fun. The rest of you assholes can just shut it down. <laughs> like
2: maybe Twitter? I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, mean, Twitter. You know, if you want to go fight, Twitter's a good place to go. <laughs> go, go fight it out. And that's fine.
1: But, First rule of Fight Club. Don't yeah. talk about Twitter. Um, so Kermit. But I, I got on this because of Kermit. And I just always had a lot of respect for the guy, um, even though, you know, you know, sometimes I'm just like, Kermit, why are you doing this? Why? Why are you amend, trying to amend the budget when you can't even get a second?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, so we can talk about, and, and it came out very, Kermit was very principled and mm-hmm. um, maybe to a fault. If we're in a, if we'd say, I mean, I have immense respect for the guy, but you you look at how he went about how he did, you know, his duty as a city councilor and in the state senate. Even um, he didn't really make uh, a lot of effort to win over political allies. You know, he approached it from this is my this is my belief, Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm going to fight on every front, uh, instead of you know really I think trying to maybe maybe you know maybe not. Forcing an issue here in order to get credibility over here, and there were times he could have had he had he not kind of alienated some of his other you know, council members. Mm-hmm. I think there were times he probably could have gotten some votes on some issues and, and maybe built more momentum that way. So I think you know you can be in a, in a political in a political world because it's a political world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be principled to a fault when mm-hmm. you are trying to actually get something done. And, and he may that's one critique perhaps of, of that you know of Kermit Kermit's career. But
1: well, he did sp- and he did spawn though. Disciples. I mean, oh, yeah. we say it as a joke, but Teresa Staley is a disciple of Kermit. Yep. And she learned constituent services, knocking on doors, all those things. Now, she doesn't have, I don't know how to say this, she doesn't have the, the, the sort of philosophical core that Kermit did. But she's sort of a gut player. Yeah, she's more of a populist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she took that from Kermit, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people out there. I mean, who are got involved, not necessarily, be, but because of Kermit, but found some comfort in Kermit's positions and, and him as a, a representative. So he has to have a bit of a legacy,
2: don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. He'll have a legacy. I mean, it'll go. I, I think. There will be others. Uh, you know, he actually had a, one of his grandsons who's in college studying political science, wants to kind of walk in his foot. There, there I mean, you know, in the obituary that we ran, Todd schleck away, you know, there are other people who um, mm-hmm. who will
1: follow in his footsteps. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so you know, rest in peace, Kermit. Cheers. Um, let's talk about a couple other issues going on. Uh, one's the big one that you've been covering for a while now, and that is today, well, big news day. Uh, today, uh, Aaron McCallen resigned as uh, Minnehaha County State's Attorney. Um, so you've been writing about this for a long time, but it seems the actual facts are just coming out, right? So the first story you wrote about this essentially was, and Sneevy's in on that, or no, was it just you or who wrote, the, who was in on the original story? Um,
2: myself and Joe Sneevy. Yeah, and and we then we've, credit. And then we've also brought in Daniel Ferguson.
1: Ah, uh, yes. yeah. You got to give Sneevy credit the few times he deserves it. So, there you go, Sneavy. Um I'm kidding. I kid, a kid, Joe. Um, that was when. That's been a while.
2: Well, yeah, that would have been in August, I believe. Yeah. First story.
1: First story was the dude's not showing up for work, right? Right. And it was a story that it was a weird story because you're like, dude's not showing up for work. And then, <laughs> because yeah. you couldn't get any answers, right? Right. On the record.
2: Yeah, there were um, there was some obfuscating going on. Now, I mean, at the, the reality is, so, we're, so he's trying to say, "Well, I had a knee surgery," or yeah. something. You know, so this is one of those stories where we go into a story, or we go into an, an effort to put something in the paper where we know a lot more than we can put in the paper. Right. And we've all we've all been involved in those stories. Yep. Um, and so you start incrementally trying to get what you can into the paper.
1: You call somebody and act like you know what you're talking about. Well, Well, you call somebody and act like you've got it to the point you can put it in the paper. Yeah. When maybe you don't. It's not that it's not right, right? Correct. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, call somebody up and say, this, 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 and this, right? Tell me I'm wrong. Now, a smart person says, hmm, boy, I really don't know. Or, I can't comment on that. or." But some people just say, yeah, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and then you've got confirmation that's an old
2: yeah this, this I mean the series of stories that came out of all of this was you know we were able to actually backtrack using public I mean this was I mean, using public records yep. uh, to establish that certain procedures had not taken place um, we were able to this involved to Joe Sneavy's credit uh, you know he suggests we just need to go in the neighborhood and start knocking on doors so you know, oh, that shoe, leather, my heart. shoe leather journalism. We were knocking on on doors in the neighborhood, saying, "Do you remember?" You know, because this all started with a quote police presence, and we didn't know, mm-hmm. we didn't know the day. Um, because then, if we had the day and the time, we knew we knew that the police had been called for an incident that had happened at his house. Mm-hmm. We didn't know exactly the details of the incident.
1: And just an aside, the thing that um, jumped out at me at that time, because the rest of that story was. You know, there's something wrong. You just don't know what it is, right? Or you can't say. But that call not being in the police log, right? I'm correct on that? Correct. That's, um, we still don't know who did that, right?
2: We don't know who did that. Well, I mean, we don't know why that decision. Like, they're, they're, they can credibly say why it wasn't in the call log, but we can also say very similar types of calls always are in the call log. Right. So, but we didn't even know when to look where to look at the call log. We yep. knew approximately within a two-week period that the police had been at his house, mm-hmm. and so that's when we started. Not we needed to isolate what day was that, isolate the day, and then go back to the public record. So we were able to isolate talking to neighbors. Mm-hmm. who Remembered a large police presence. Yeah. we um, were able to isolate which day it was. Then we were able to ascertain um, you know that there was not a call on that night. Uh, on the police log, we went back and listened to archive scanner traffic. It was not called out on the scanner,
1: which—that is a development that is gold, by the way. The archive scanner traffic yeah, did right. not exist ten years ago.
2: Right. So Continue. that did not. Uh, so, but we did have confirmation that a nine-one-one call had been placed uh, with regard to something going on at the residence. Mm-hmm. So we got confirmation of that, and then so you don't have the public records. So you had this unexplained police call. But you know that you
1: can say that because you've got neighbors, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, that's that's a fact. This happened on this
2: day. Yes, there were several neighbors who remembered various degrees of of what happened. And actually, one guy was like, what was all that about? (laughs) Um, And he actually had it. He actually, you know, one neighbor in particular was able to help us verify what day it was because he'd actually been gone the night that it happened at a birthday party. But when he came back the next day what uh, somebody walking their dogs was like what was all the cops in front of your house for so he so could take it to that birthday he could, yeah so that was so then we that, conf- that nailed what day so the old shoe leather reporting actually then we were able to find
1: see it. kids you can't do all your reporting on the internet that's true or yeah. on facebook um that's a different story uh so that's so now you know just that something happened did at that point you you knew somebody at some point because at this point he resigned today because there's an investigation of uh sexual harassment in that office right
2: in july we had uh credible accusations but july we couldn't actually write that story
1: if you and this is this is interesting because you don't use anonymous sources
2: well we have we did for these stories It was the first time in my my time in the Argus Leader. What
1: fact did you use that was anonymous?
2: Um, We did not have anyone confirm on the record that the county, uh, their insurance company, the county was investigating it, but we had several sources who did confirm it, very credible sources, um, because there were obviously a lot of uh, people being interviewed um, within the state's attorney's office. Mm -hmm. Um, So when people are being interviewed, you know, so we had very credible sources we had to go with you know we had to mul- we had to use multiple sources
1: yep. how many do you have you think
2: uh depending on which you know we had for the first one in terms of uh, the, the police presence i think we had five sources mm. um you know, so and that's
1: you know that's a little bit less anonymous right it, or, it's a different sort of anonymous source right. meaning this is something that happened in public all these people told us it happened in public That's different than there's an investigation going on in this office of a public official. Mm -hmm. Different levels of anonymity. Mm -hmm. So what was the decision to use that? Because you're right, we never used anonymous sources. Well, one other time, and it didn't work out so good. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. Um, Was it my decision? Uh... But it's not, It was. it's highly unusual.
2: Highly unusual.
1: What has changed? Is it, because in the grand scheme of things, this is not the biggest story of the year. Good story, but it's not the biggest story of the year. But what's the overwhelming, or what was the, 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 the decision to do use anonymous sources now rather than in previous days with Bigger well, stories, I, potentially.
2: Well, I don't know about that. I don't know that. I don't recall a situation where we, where we, um, were going to be faced with a prospect of just not getting the story. Period. I don't, you know, be, without using anonymous sources. And in this situation, I honestly think without anonymous, you know, we, you know, we we're just not going to get the story. You're, it's so a public official. Well, you're going to get that, it eventually. No, not necessarily. I mean, unless, you know, unless we have to wait for somebody to file a lawsuit again. But I mean, you know, is that really in the the public is it in the public interest for an elected official who very very who is not going to work who But and, you could
1: say that. Right. You could say he's not going to work. You had that on the record.
2: that on the record, and then we all bolstered that with some later reporting of some data that we got from the state and analyzed you know, data there, so we we're able to bolster that with some you know data reporting.
1: So, what is um, the what is the fact that you had? What what is the, the the crucial fact in its narrowest form that had to be anonymously reported?
2: Trying to go on with the first story, the uh, not, this would be the second story, but when we talked about the police presence there. That's that was the um, we yeah. had we had neighbors. Neighbors but we also had sources in both the police department and the state's attorney 's office who were not named um, but
1: you sourced that to the neighbors essentially
2: uh, I mean, the, yeah. the, I'm trying to remember exactly what yeah, so everything that was about. in that story, but there were probably some other elements to that
1: I guess my uh, part of my question is a leading question, meaning um, the nature of reporting has changed right no i don 't think it has I, in terms of the use of anonymous sources is widespread.
2: Well, it is in other from other news outlets, like right. you say. This, the, this oh, the is world the world over. This is the only time in my time at the Argus Leader that we've ever done this, and it's not something that's going to become.
1: Well, that's the know, question: Is happening. it going to become? Because no. I think people now have some expectation of an an- anonymity, right?
2: Well, you can. So the, it depends on the story. Okay, so as, if I'm writing a column, and I'll be writing one tomorrow, that will rely heavily on background sources. Well,
1: you wrote one recently that relied heavily on background yeah,
2: and, sources. Yeah, and a lot of columns do. You know, that's a different kind of story, and, that, and I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Okay. But an actual news story that accuses someone of misconduct. Right. Um, that's a different animal, for sure.
1: It's very interesting. So... Um, he resigned today.
2: He, he resigned today. they signed, signed it uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, signed it, and then it was released today. What's yeah.
1: next? For what, what happened now? With In that story? Of,
2: I think we want to press forward where we think we can. I mean, ideally you will get somebody on the record to say this is what happened. I mean there you know we did see in the attorney general's investigation that there was a you know an incident that happened with an employee there that at the very least there was a quid pro quo um that you know she provided alcohol and a place to drink uh at his at her home mm-hmm. uh, in exchange for a day off which doesn't sound like a very fun day off frankly to hang out and drink with your boss but no. um yeah so no. uh so we know you know so the the question is are there um, women who are going to come forward uh, I can tell you that we've contacted numerous women uh, in the office, uh, in former uh, women in the office who uh, we know um, have stories, uh, but they don't want to share them on the record.
1: Well, and why would they? You know, really. I mean, at at this point, I
2: mean, look at the power of the Me Too movement. You know, look at look at what that did in in ferreting out um, some behavior that was. Oh, no uh, doubt about that. A Uh, lot of that
1: there was a lot of anonymity in that in the uh in a, in a lot of those cases whether there it's were but there were a Party lot of women Weinstein. who came forward
2: saying "He'll sure. me too that was the whole thing me but too. and
1: you suffer for it and that's what i'm getting to if you somebody who's working in the uh, or formerly worked in the state's attorney's office to come out and make the charges now i i don't know why you would put yourself through that like there's some there's there's action going on he's resigned
2: What's done is done. What's yeah. done. The, why it's, would I then
1: put myself through that? Sure, that'd be a that'd be a big that'd be a hard thing to do.
2: Yeah, and I think especially, and, and I and I agree that it, that is a hard thing to do, especially because these women work in a very tight knit legal community in yeah. South Dakota. That, let's face it, um, is more is is increasingly becoming more of a of a uh, more women uh, in the field. More, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still got a w- long ways to go before I think there's probably parity. Right. Um, and well, I, it's viewed as a, this close-knit, yep. um, kind of a you know men's
1: club. In some you, respects. you just put yourself at risk by coming out um, unless it's somebody who was you know got fired. You well, know what I mean?
2: And and there may have been some of that
1: because they wouldn't go. And, not, and then they've got some sort of actionable claim, right? I, that I could no,
2: see. So, so, well, in some of these, they're they're like I, I alluded to the the lawsuit. Yeah, um, there could very well be yeah. based upon allegations that we—if if in fact they're accurate—that there might be some. So now, which, that, which is why again the county is investigating yes. this. What's their? You know, they want to know what their what their risk is. Which is
1: our risk. Every every homeowner in in the county is at risk, right?
2: Who pays the bill, man?
1: And if you're the county, ain't a lot of sources of paying those bills, right? Um, God, we're going on and on here. Um, uh, let's talk about that. The, you, the, what you have. Uh, nice work, by the way. On the story. Oh, thank you. You're uh-huh. welcome. That's why I call you the finest. Would
2: you have been back at your day? You would have had to have some hard We had hard conversations about how to how to source this. Oh, sure. And you know how? You know those are. Yeah.
1: You you try and come up with every different possible combination of right. things that will get you across that line.
2: You know, bubble gum duct tape (laughs) whatever it is to get well
1: like with back in the Janklo pardon days right Janklo wouldn't talk we knew he would pardon people we didn't know how many we didn't know who they were he wouldn't talk about them unless they agreed to talk so you had to circle back on everybody and you got a few we got a few people to go on the record but it was really really hard work um and in the end it was a small fraction of the number of people who had gotten these pardons so yeah it's it's it would have been a lot easier to just say, you know, yeah. we have this anonymously and we're going to write it, so you better talk. We, it's,
2: it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice tool to have in your
1: toolbox, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but we've but never really had that. On the other hand, yeah. never using anonymous sources gives you some... You're, 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 you're less likely to be manipulated, for one.
2: I agree. In the setting is very important. Yeah. I mean, in, in writing political stories, for example, you know, especially in, in political. I mean, anonymous sources that that's then you're definitely going to be manipulated. Just mm-hmm. like if you report some candidate here, here's my poll. You know, I yeah. mean, they're just manipulating you. I mean, so yeah, the context is important. I mean, in, in this particular story was about an elected official mm-hmm. who wasn't going to work, mm-hmm. had issues, mm-hmm. um, and there were other. Very credible accusations, mm-hmm. and so you know, we, you know, that's this is this the the, the scale of this story versus a, a political story, um, is this is on a much higher pedestal. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I want to talk about uh, Chernobyl on the river. Chernobyl <laughs> on the river, <laughs> the everlasting topic, which is the uh, public-private partnership over here, just down the street from the Full Circle Book Co-op. Your, uh, by the way, Full Circle Book Co-op, you're uh, Left-Leaning Libertarian, I always start that wrong, every time. It's your conservative, communist, left-leaning, left-leaning libertarian bookstore and cafe at 123 West 10th Street. Have I also mentioned that this podcast is sponsored? Did you know that?
2: I did not know that.
1: Yes, it's sponsored by Northview Bait and Tackle, your home for bait, live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, self-storage, and high-end dog and cat food. That's Northview Bait and Tackle up on uh, North Kiwanis Avenue just off Russell.
2: Yeah, I go by there all the time yeah. for training.
1: Absolutely. Oh, okay. You, well, and you know the owner.
2: I do, don't I? Yes, you do.
1: Yes, okay. We try not to mention that. <laughs> okay, all right. But he's the owner. It's where I get all my cat food. That's actually the sponsorship. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's talk about Chernobyl on the river. Um, so we've got this parking ramp. It's a, It's big. That's we, a big parking yeah, ramp. And we should, We should.
2: why, why? I named it Chernobyl-on-the-River, I was asked this on Twitter by our, our yeah. friend, Tony Reese.
1: Like, uh-huh. why do you call it that? Yeah.
2: And I said, well, aesthetically, it's an aesthetic <laughs>
1: issue. Yeah, it looks like it's been... It
2: looks like something you would, like, drop from helicopters over a <laughs> nuclear reactor that's in meltdown. <laughs> you just, like, buckets of cement to, like, just entune this, like, reactor, so that's how <laughs> I got it. Somewhere
1: meltdown. in there is a very, very small nuclear reactor.
2: Yeah, that's in meltdown. So that's, that's why I named it that. That's good.
1: So... Um, Someday there's going to be something else. Oh,
2: uh, well, I mean, for the, the taxpayers should certainly hope so. And, I mean, for the aesthetics of downtown, I think everybody downtown should hope hope, hope that's the case.
1: Do you think, and, you, you know, I, I don't want you to venture too far, but a part of me, man, there's so much wrapped up in this, isn't there? Um, so we know a lot about Holgren now. We know a lot about... Uh, legacy and all the interconnections between the Copper Lounge and the, the development and 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 the person that nobody ever talks about anymore is the former mayor Mike Kuthen, oh,
2: that guy. Yeah.
1: So the current administration's really taking it on the chin on this deal at this point because they did make a decision to move forward when they could have said no, but. That's not who put him in this position. Who put him in this position was Mike Huther. Correct. Is he not getting enough blame for this? That's the way I see it. Like, he, woohoo, I'm out.
2: Well, I mean, the current administration, uh, I'll be blunt. I mean, they've just decided that they're not going to talk at all about this. Yes. And so they've absorbed all of the blame.
1: Yep. And they've Um, made it worse for themselves. I would agree. There's no doubt about it but that decision when they could have backed out and there would've been some liability they could have gotten sued all these different things are true but in the end getting sued having to pay a penalty or whatever they may have had to do would have been better than being stuck with this bad boy right
2: I'm not sure what the penalty would have been. Um, you know, they were they were definitely stuck with it. Uh, you know, the mayor, former mayor. You know, one of the last things he did was sell the 18 million dollars in bonds. This was ap- I want to say in April of uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then That's as he's okay, leaving, on the last one of his last official duties is to have a you know the, the shovel. Yep, yeah, we're digging the dirt, and then you're gone. So I mean, that would really, he really ramrodded this thing through. Uh, the current administration, I, I'm, it's inexplicable to me why they've chosen to handle the fallout as they have. I mean, I, frankly, it's just amateur hour over there. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, it just is. They, 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 they quit they, talking. They, and yeah, to they, release
1: messages on Facebook and some of these different things, it's just bad tactic.
2: Yes, it's very, I mean, again, as somebody, and you and I can appreciate, step, step aside from this, somebody who can appreciate damage control, Yeah. So, uh it's just been very poorly done
1: and and i keep going back to the fact that they were handed a bag of crap so what you say is i was handed a bag of crap i'm doing the best i can this is what's going on right but that doesn't get beside the fact that i started with a bag of crap they've taken the bag of crap and made it a bigger bag of crap
2: yeah they put it underneath their pillow in their bedroom. <laughs> They're in bed with the bag of
1: crap. <laughs> the bag I of crap never goes away, um, and that's. It, but it, and then on the flip side of that, you've got now you've got the the Sioux Steel project podcast, so right. that involves a parking ramp, so everybody's like, oh! is the is the, the 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 tar baby that is Village on the River, Chernobyl on the River, going to color the ability of. The, this project to get what they need. Their their TIF.
2: Your listeners should know that my wife is general
1: counsel for oh, Sue. Sorry, we Steel. should we say should know, that. Yeah, yeah, we should know that. Sue Steele, who did who was involved in the development. Yeah, I'm, and I'm yeah. and I'm not trying to put you in a bad spot, but in the large in the big picture, it's like oh god, it's a parking ramp.
2: Yeah, it's another parking ramp. There's pop- there you have you know, issues of public perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there, there are some differences to this. I mean, for what you know, they have a project that you know, um, going forward, uh, it's not a it's not a quote it's not a no, public does not the own, same it's thing. It's not the same thing.
1: But it it involves a public vote because there's a TIF, um, and some people are against the TIFs, and that's fine. But it's not the same. It's not the same thing, correct. But people are they're not going to see that. Do you think? Uh, I
2: mean, I the council people will. who I think people who, I mean, pay attention, yeah, they'll, they'll see that this is a different. It's a different animal for sure. This what we have down the street here from us within baseball throwing distance, uh, is it totally it was a different? I, I don't think that we've ever had anything like this in terms of how, how the deal was. Uh, constructed by the then administration uh, the the what's uh, being proposed now is much more traditional in terms of other other just other projects that have been developed in that's the be Falls fabulous. over the last I don't know since what, maybe the old woods the woods folder building over here yeah right? I mean that was a tiff but I mean so those what three decades maybe was four time, decades yeah, about
1: three decades yeah. yeah
2: so this so this is much more in line of what we've seen how yeah. downtown has been developed.
1: Jonathan Ellis, um, thanks for coming by, man. Is we've, this it? Well, we've almost gone an hour. Is there anything you else you want to talk about?
2: I haven't even drank a beer in an I hour. It's true. All
1: right. Well, we can keep talking. It's just a well, podcast. We'll have me
2: on again sometime.
1: Well, wow, you're so hard to schedule. Man, I made you skip a Christmas party to be here tonight. It's okay. Oh, okay, yeah, it's good. Okay.
2: But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I don't have, I don't coach soccer uh, on Tuesday nights in the time. That's good.
1: Well, we might so. have to move this anyway. Might have to move the night. My producer's whining because he can't. But I don't know what we're going to do about that. That's a different story.
2: Well, you do Just check the? in. I'm always happy to come back when it works. I thought about having Stevie on, but,
1: you know. He
2: can on Tuesdays.
1: Yeah. Well, he could pop down. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Ellis, the finest investigative reporter working in South Dakota today. Thank you very much for being here, and we'll see you soon.
2: Yeah, happy to be here. Thank you.
1: The, we'll be. <laughs> thanks for being here. We'll be here every Tuesday night, and I can't do what I need to have
2: To have to
0: show Everyone is falling to the ground But well, I won't
1: Things you know and love From yesterday
0: Taking back things that they They think you know Cause I don't have no more For him No I don't have no more For him Taking back face down
1: Ground. Cause I don't have no more for me No, I don't have no
0: Sounds like that that I should've sung